What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The McMartin Preschool Trial was one of the most infamous and controversial child sexual abuse cases in American history. The case, which began in 1983, involved allegations of widespread abuse and satanic rituals at the McMartin Preschool in Manhattan Beach, California. This series will discuss difficult themes of sexual abuse and pedophilia. I recommend proceeding with caution. It was a hot summer day in August 1983. Judy Johnson's son would soon be returning from school. She had planned a whole day with her two-year-old, Billy, starting with bath time and heading into lunch and then collaring. When Billy entered the house, though, Judy could tell that something was off. As she took his clothes off to give him a bath, she noticed something. Her eyes widened and panic set in as she reached for the phone and dialed the police. Speaking with an officer, Judy Johnson choked out the words, My two-year-old son has been molested at the McMartin Preschool. The McMartin Preschool was a premier daycare, an education center, beloved by families, in which both parents worked and had full social lives in Manhattan Beach, California. The school was run by several members of the McMartin family, including founder Virginia McMartin, her daughter Peggy McMartin Bucky, and her grandchildren, Raymond Bucky and Peggy Ann Bucky. Billy had been attending the school for quite some time, but this was the first time she noticed a rash develop on his bottom, along with rectal bleeding. Worried that he had been sexually abused, Judy took Billy to the pediatrician, 
and called the local police. Detective Jane Hogue was assigned to the case, and during an interview with the toddler, he revealed a shocking truth. He had been molested by the 25-year-old McMartin employee, Ray Bucky. When Billy was later taken to the UCLA Medical Center for examination, a doctor confirmed the presence of evidence consistent with molestation. Thus began one of the most infamous criminal investigations in the history of the United States, a story filled with heart-wrenching twists and turns that shook the very foundations of the tight-knit community of Manhattan Beach. Twelve days passed since Judy accused Ray Bucky of molesting her son. On August 30th, 1983, Miss Johnson accompanied Billy to the police station for a second interview, where he gave the same statement he had given Detective Hogue. Miss Johnson believed that her son had been sodomized with a thermometer, as he had reportedly been playing a doctor game at school and had been complaining of itching in his anus. This time, he was shown a few pictures of Ray Bucky. Billy didn't seem to recognize the man, but the police, regardless, continued their investigation into Ray Bucky, conducting searches of his residence, finding and confiscating, among other things, a rubber duck, graduation robe, teddy bear, and Playboy magazines. On September 7, 1983, Detective Hogue arrested Bucky. The next day, September 8, Police Chief Harry Kohlmeyer sent a letter to 200 McMartin preschool parents informing them of a difficult situation. Dear Parent, This department is conducting a criminal investigation involving child molestation. Ray Bucky, an employee of Virginia McMartin's preschool, was arrested September 7, 1983, by this department. The following procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, but to protect the rights of your children, as well as the rights of the accused, this inquiry is necessary for a complete investigation. Records indicate that your child has been or is currently a student at the preschool. We are asking your assistance in this continuing investigation. Please question your child to see if he or she has been a witness to any crime or if he or she has been a victim. Our investigation indicates that possible criminal acts include oral sex, fondling of genitals, buttock or chest area, and sodomy possibly committed under the pretense of taking the child's temperature. Also, photos may have been taken of children without their clothing. Any information from your child regarding having ever observed Ray Bucky to leave a classroom alone with a child during any nap period, or if they have ever observed Ray Bucky tie up a child, is important. Please complete the enclosed information form and return it to this department in the enclosed stamped return envelope as soon as possible. We will contact you if circumstances dictate the same. 
We ask you to please keep this investigation strictly confidential because of the nature of the charges and the highly emotional effect it could have on our community. Please do not discuss this investigation with anyone outside your immediate family. Do not contact or discuss the investigation with Raymond Bucky, any member of the accused defendant's family, or employees connected to the McMartin Preschool. Despite Chief Kallmeyer's plea to keep these details confidential, it wasn't long before everyone connected with the McMartin Preschool and most people in the Los Angeles metropolitan area learned of the ongoing investigation of Ray Bucky. This letter became the beginning of a mass hysteria that swept America, with parents around the country terrified of leaving their children in the care of strangers. In an effort to gather more evidence, prosecutors hired a private clinic to examine the children, and the results were heartbreaking. The investigation into the allegations of abuse at the McMartin Preschool took a dark turn as hundreds of children were interviewed by the Children's Institute International, or CII, a Los Angeles-based abuse therapy clinic run by Key McFarlane. The interviews of the children were conducted with suggestive techniques that invited them to pretend or speculate about events they claimed to have experienced. By the springtime of 1984, 360 children were said to have been abused, a staggering number that seemed too terrible to be true. Medical examinations performed by Astrid Heppenstall Heger revealed what she believed to be minute scarring which she stated was caused by anal penetration. The prosecutors found all children in the daycare showing some sign or another of sexual abuse. As a result, more than 200 charges were filed against several teachers of the McMartin Preschool. Several other parents came forward with similar claims, accusing Bucky and other teachers of fondling, sodomizing, and forcing their children to participate pornographic films. As the investigation into the allegations of abuse at the McMartin Preschool continued, Ms. Johnson's claims became increasingly disturbing and shocking. In addition to accusing Ray Bucky of fondling and sodomizing her son, she also accused Peggy Bucky of being involved in satanic practices. Judy claimed that her son was taken to a church where he was forced to watch the beheading of a baby and drink the blood. The boy was also said to have been sodomized by Ray Bucky with his head in a toilet and was locked in the trunk of a car at a car wash. The shocking claims didn't end there. As Miss Johnson also accused Ray Bucky of prancing around the preschool in a cape and Santa Claus costume. The allegations against the other teachers at the school were equally disturbing, as they were accused of chopping up rabbits and placing some sort of star on the boy's bottom. In response to these allegations, five teachers were arrested and charged with ritualistic satanic abuse, as determined by child therapists and detectives. 
With time, the stories got more and more bizarre, and they were no longer just claims by Judy Johnson. Other parents came forward, claiming that, in addition to being abused, the children saw witches fly and were taken through underground tunnels. As we deep dive into these chilling tales, we all need a moment of escape, a way to unwind without the shadow of the night creeping in. Here's where Recess Mood comes in. Crafted with real fruit and infused with mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing aptogens, Recess Mood is your guilt-free retreat. With just 20 calories, no added sugar, it's not just a sparkling water. It's a sanctuary and a can. Imagine unwinding during a gripping episode of Foul Play with a can of strawberry rose, or my favorite, raspberry lemon, letting the stress melt away without the aftermath of alcohol. It's my little secret to staying balanced in the chaos of a busy life. You deserve a healthier way to unwind, to recharge, and to prepare for the next journey into the unknown with Foul Play. And for the devoted Foul Play listeners, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash Shane to get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. When the McMartin's lawyer showed the kids a series of random images, one child identified Chuck Norris, an actor, as one of the abusers. Some of the abuse was claimed to have happened in secret tunnels under the daycare center, where children were flushed down via toilets into secret rooms to be abused before being cleaned up and being presented back to their parents. Some child interviewees even spoke of a game called Naked Movie Star, where they would be forcibly photographed nude. With enough horrifying details to go on, In 1984, on March 22nd, seven individuals associated with the McMartin Preschool faced indictment. The group included Virginia McMartin, Peggy McMartin Bucky, Peggy Ann Bucky, and Ray Bucky, as well as employees Mary Ann Jackson, Babette Spittler, and Betty Rader. According to the New York Times, the number of charges faced by these individuals initially amounted to 115, later increasing to 321. It would only get more dark and twisted from here. April 1984, eight months after the first accusation, the seven defendants from McMartin were brought to the court on a total of 208 counts of sexual abuse and conspiracy the group was ordered to trial in January 1986, and a week later, a new district attorney claimed the evidence was far too weak to hold up in court and dismissed everyone, except Ray Bucky and his mother. March 1984, a young witness takes the stand. Small in stature, with neatly combed dark hair and a thin face that's almost hidden by the microphone in front of him, He twists from side to side to make himself upright in the chair. When he ponders an answer, he tilts his head and glances at his mother. But his eyes reveal nothing but brief contemplation, 
the prosecutor barks the words, Yes, no, I don't know. These were the boy's instructions. He couldn't, or rather didn't need to, answer in any other way. His last name has been removed from the court records for the sake of his testimony. And in the transcript, he is simply referred to as A. The first question lands heavy as an anchor. Did Ray ever put a part of his body inside your mouth? In a childlike voice full of innocence comes the simple yet devastating answer. Yes. Why did you draw the picture you drew? Came the next question. It made me feel less afraid. Came the response. How did you feel when you drew it? Sick and dirty. The courtroom is suffocating and deadly silent, with only pen scratches and keyboard tapping noises punctuating the air. A woman who's writing a book and screenplay takes notes on her pad. There are no television cameras present to capture the testimony of child witness number five, unlike in the case of other witnesses who were filmed as they spoke of horrific acts like being tied up and photographed naked or being taken to a circus house and molested. It is February 1988 and the eighth month of the criminal trial, which has become the longest-running major child molestation case in American history. The child's testimony is straightforward. He states that Raymond Bucky, one of the two remaining defendants, sexually abused him at the McMartin Preschool. He saw Bucky's mother, Peggy, who was also a defendant, with her bra on. He claimed to witness Raymond Bucky swing a bat and kill a horse, and recounted how he watched in terror as the animal bled. The defense attorney asks a question, trying to challenge the child's testimony. How many times did he hit the horse before it died? The child simply says, I don't know. Did the horse ever jump up and buck around when Ray hit it with the bat? Once again, the child says, I don't know. The child in question is only 11 years old, but has been through enough. In the last few months, he has spoken to numerous people, from prosecutors and therapists to judge and jury members. It's more than most older than him would be able to take. His only break from the uncomfortable silence was when he walked to his mother, arms hanging limply at his sides. She would wrap her arms around him to offer comfort, and in that small moment, he would muster a smile. The investigations and court proceedings sparked mass meetings and hotlines for grieving parents, as well as conferences where parents from Manhattan Beach could meet with those from other cities where similar investigations were taking place. The FBI supervisory agent specializing in child sexual abuse cases, Kenneth Lanning, became involved in the case after receiving reports of bizarre cases of abuse 
involving large groups of young children and adults. Although there was no formal tracking of these cases nationwide, Lanning estimates that he has examined between 100 and 200 similar investigations across the country. Before 1983, there wasn't a single mention of such a case. In two short years, groups like the Society's League Against Molestation and Parents Against Child Abuse has cropped up, along with full-page newspaper advertisements and drawing comparisons to the Salem Witch Trials of 1692. Every article and story spun its own theories, and Satanism was a common favorite. But without any real physical evidence, the entire case was dependent on the word of children alone. If you believed the children, you'd believe a grave crime was committed. Those who supported them put bumper stickers on their station wagons that read, I believe the children. But the court proceedings got far more intense, not to mention bizarre, in the years to come. In fact, the McMartin trials would go on for seven years and cost over $15 million, making it the longest and most expensive criminal trial in American history. The court proceedings that followed were strange, to say the least. With aggressive cross-examinations, horrifying testimonies from impressionable young children. The truth about the criminal examinations of these children and one of the accusers being found to have a mental illness, which they would hide from both the prosecution and defense attorneys for three years. In the next episode of our McMartin series, we uncover shocking details about the testimonies and the truth of what happened in the McMartin daycare. Thanks for listening.